So we see that the lottery that Yeshua does falls out on Ochon. So Vayayim Yeshua Elochim. We're holding by Perek Zayin Pasuk Yotas. Vayayim Yeshua Elochim. So Yeshua tells Ochon, B'ni, Sim no COVID l'Hashem al-Eke Yisrael. Give COVID to Hashem, V'sayin le-Toyda, which means admit what you did. V'hagid no li me'asiso, Al-Tukachad mi'meni. Please tell me what you did. Don't hide it from me. Why are so many repetitive Lashonis? So the Gemara's Sanhedrin says that originally Achan denied the crime. Even though the lottery fell on him, he said that it's not proof of anything. The lottery has to fall on somebody. So why is it a proof that I was guilty just because the lottery fell out on me? And uh, his denial was emphatic enough that his shaivet Yehuda believed him. In fact, they were willing to, the Gemara even says they were willing to go to war, so to speak, to protect him. It's an amazing thing. So Yeshua didn't want to force him and make, risk an internal fight in Klai Yisrael. And that's why he comes to Achan the other way around. And he says, look what you're going to cause. And he says, if it's true, so Adarabla. The first point is, it's the Kovad Hashem. Hashem says the Lachri is going to determine who was who's the sinner. So by saying that the lottery is not true, and it wasn't you, it's Kilo uh, Chasasham saying that HaKadosh Baruch didn't organize it correctly. So therefore the first reason that Achan has to, Yeshua tries to convince Achan, the first reason you have to admit the truth is it's covered by Hashem Yisrael. The Kilo that the lottery that she said is going to point out who the who the culprit is was accurate. Next, we're saying this later. It's true. And he says, if, if you're not going to be misvadi, you're not going to get kapara. And this is an important point. Now, let's just expand this for a moment. The Gemara says in Yuma that misses mechapara and everything. Even the biggest of it, even chilul Hashem. Something which on Yom Kippur and Yisurim and Yitzhiva can't be mechapara, but misses mechapara. Misses mechapara and everything. If that's the case, why is there ever a punishment beyond that? Why is there a Gehinnim? Mrs. Mechaper. The answer is, as the Gemara says clearly, Mrs. only Mechaper after Chiva. If a person does Chiva, then Mrs. Mechaper. If a person doesn't do Chiva, Mrs. not Mechaper. And because of this, Radak actually quotes here the Gemara in Sanhedrin. But the Gemara says that even people that based them were putting to death by having done an Avera. That's a man was Mechal Shabbos. And therefore the Halach is his Chayv Skila. If he didn't do Chiva before getting stoned, it wouldn't Mechaper on him. Based enough to do their job, someone that, that has Adim and Asra, he's been warned and has witnessed that he's done in a very, he's the best of to put him to death, but not necessarily is the missile going to Mechaper. It doesn't have to be that the missile will give him if he didn't do Chiva. And that's why we say the same thing to every person who based in, have found guilty and want to execute. Do Chiva, be Mechaper, because that will get a Kapara for it. Because if the person is not Misvadeh, he doesn't do Chiva, then missile by itself doesn't do anything. And that's the second thing Yeshua tells Achan Avia. Send the Taida. It's worth it for you to, to misvade. Because otherwise, uh, my bets have been done. What's going to be achieved by the fact that we kill you if you're not going to get a kapara for the Misa? And the third thing. Tell me what you did. This is beyond what he said the first point. Admit that you're guilty and to be ready for that. Now it's another point. Tell me what, what it was that you did. Don't hide anything. So what's he adding on by this, this extra admission, so to speak, to Yeshua? 
So we'll see how the way Ochan understood what Yeshua meant. We'll see in the next passage the way Ochan understood what Yeshua meant was besides for this, tell me what other averages you did as well. In other words, in the Hanami, it's true that the Oynish right now was for the Avera of Yerichoi, from the person who started from the spells of Yerichoi, but Yeshua understood that this wasn't an event in isolation. And therefore he told Ochan, tell me what else you've done wrong. Obviously a person who wants to steal, Yeshua understood he had been nichshal in this in the past as well. Where, was, where Yeshua thought we'll see in a moment, but in the meantime, what does Ochan say back to him? Pasukhoth, he says to him, you're right. It's true, I admit I've sinned to Hashem. Not only that, it's not the first time. I did it twice before. The process is twice. Like this and like this. In other words, the same thing he stole from the Kherim here. So he stole from Kharamim in the past also. He stole from other times in the past. Where was there something similar in the past that there was a cherem on the spoils of the city that afforded Ochon the same opportunity to do the same Avera? So we know that when the Kanani Melech Arod, after Aaron Akoin's death, came to fight Klai Yisrael, so it says, Vagidar Yisrael Nede. Klai Yisrael in Nede, they said, Im Nason Titan Esa'om Azeh Biyadi, Vacharam Tiyasarayim. If you're going to put these people into my hand, and I'll destroy their cities. But Vaharamti also means I'll make a kharim of their cities. And therefore, and it says Hashem listens, he gave the client the hand of Israel. They called that place where they defeated the Knanim. Khorma, a place which had been consecrated. That is a kharim. So there also we find a similar idea that in order to get a schus, so to speak, to be victorious in battle, Israel said they're going to declare the spoils as a as a kharim, not to touch them. And there also Ochen stole from the Kherim. That was one place. The second place wasn't the Kherim, but Ochen also stole from the battle. It's uh, from the battle spoils. It's uh, interesting. Rashi in the Torah tells us half the story. It says that when the soldiers went to destroy Midian, so they brought all the spoils back with them. And when the victorious Jewish army re- returns from Midian, so the Pasuk says, Vayetze Moshe Velazar Akoin Nikrosa. Moshe and Elazar go out to greet them. Why did Moshe and Elazar have to go out to greet them? Why didn't they come to the camp? So Rashi says, it means Chazal, because they saw the Noarim were going to steal. And that disturbed Moshe ben Anaf. He decided he's going himself, so to speak, to be there on site when the soldiers arrived to make sure no one tries to steal. Ochan was one of those Noarim who went off to steal spoils. And that's why he admits. He says, not only did I steal from the spoils now, but I've done this twice before. So the obvious question is, why didn't he get punished then? Why didn't he get punished then? Why only now did he get punished? So Chazal already asked this question. And Chazal answered, this is the aside which we see in the whole story of Ochum. And that is, there's a concept we spoke before about of Arbus. Communal responsibility. So even though one person did the Avera, Klai Yisrael are responsible, so to speak, they lose the Yad because of the sins of the Yachit. But that, that principle only came into play when they crossed the Yadin. And therefore the sins of Ochon in the Midbar, Ochon's high for that. But Klai Yisrael didn't suffer. Hashem didn't punish the Jewish people as a unit, as a whole, because of the sins of Ochon in the Midbar. So it was only when they came to Eretz Yisrael that now there was Musuk of Arvus which came into play, 
And therefore, Klai Shol lost the battle because of Achan's Averis. Okay, so therefore that's Achan's admission. That he started before, he started here as well. What did he do? You should ask him the second point, you should ask him. After admitting that he had started, was tell me what he did. So here's the second part of his admission. The Ere Bashalo, what I saw in the ruins, Aderes Shinar, Achas Taiva, and Aderes is a clock of Shinar from Babel, which is a good quality clock, Umasayim Shkalim Kasef, 200 silver coins, the Lashon Zav Echod, a piece of gold, which is the weight of Chamishim Shkalim Mishkalai, the Echmedaim Vekachim. I wanted them, so I took them. Vehinam Tzmonim Ba'aretz Besaych Ahali, Vekasef Tachteo. They hid hidden in my oil, in my tent, and the money is underneath it. Now, this could be understood simply as much as an admission of the facts. This is what he stole. He stole a clock, he stole silver, he stole gold. And he didn't use them, he kept them in his tent, and that's what they were. So it could be understood simply as often admitting what he did. The Mufashim, seeing this Pasuk, uh, that often wasn't such a common criminal, as you're going to call it. Ochan was giving you a whole drasha of why he thought it was not to take. And why he didn't think he did anything wrong. So let's look at the Pasuk again through the eyes of how the Mephoshim explained it. And we'll see that Ochan was more of giving a stickle tarot to explain why he wasn't wrong than just enumerating the things that he stole. So first, he says, I saw in the shala, I saw in the spoils. Rashi, really, brings Chazal over here. That he says, the Pasuk says in Dvarim, When you come to Israel, you're allowed to eat the spoils of your enemies. So he says, the first thing is, I held it for Zmutah. The Torah said there's Zmutah to take the spoils of your enemies. So I saw this as spoils. Spoils which was meant for Israel to take. That's the first point. The second point. The cloak I took, Adaris, Shinar, came from Babel. It wasn't the spoils of Canaan. Why was there a cloak of bubble in Yericho? So again, Rashi and Meredak and others point out, they bring a chazal, that even kings from distant locations, even kings from far away, they used to have a summer home, if you're in the corner of that, a vacation rental. It's like something like Florida, there it's Israel. And people used to come to Israel, that was like the place to have, the world hasn't changed, it's still like that. People have uh, sukkahs rentals, homes in there, it's Israel. It was, way back it was already like this. So the king of Babel had his home in Yericho. So it says, Achad, I took the coat of the king of Babel. It's the Darius of Shinar. It has nothing to do with the spoils of Canaan. So even firstly, I hold that the spoils was mutter. Hashem said you can keep the spoils of, of the coin that you, that you destroy in Israel. I saw it as Shalom, which is mutter to take. Secondly, even if you're going to say that because they were Canaanim, you had the right to asraf their belongings, the coat I took belonged to the king of Babel. It has nothing to do with the Canaanim. So that's the second point. Now the third point. I took silver and gold. What's the significance over here? Of the fact we took money. And what did he say? And I wrapped them up and I hid them in my tent. So now we this I'm going to give just a bit of the hakdama of the halachas which I nagaya, and you'll see what Akhan is saying. So his first argument was you, you had no right to ask for the spells of Yericha. Hashem said we had to take the spells of enemies. Number two, even if you did have a rat, the coat I took wasn't from Yerichot, which was belonged to the king of Babel. That has nothing to do with Yerichot. You asked the spells of Yerichot. This was something else. 
Number three, even if you're going to say that you made it hektish, and then therefore as a, as a din in hektish, as a din of me'ila, you can't take something which belongs to hektish, you can't take something which belongs to hektish, lemaisa there are rules in me'ila. It's the first Mishnah in, in me'ila, the Gemara discusses in a few places, a person's only chayav me'ila if he does one of two things. Either he's moitzi or he's pogim. If he takes it out of the rishus of hektish, or he ruins it, then it's not the same thing it was before. But the fact that a person has hektish in his rishus, he hasn't used it, he's not been nana from it, he hasn't been moitzi from rishus hektish, and he hasn't been pogim it, so it's still kodesh. He hasn't been over me'ila yet. And that's why the Mishnah says over there that the gizbar, the gizbar, Right? If he gives the money of Hector to somebody else, the gizbo isn't moil. He didn't do anything yet. It's only when he either uses it, gets another from it, ruins it, or something like that, then it takes it out of the resource of Hector, and then it's, then it's pogamut. It says Achon to Yeshua, even if you'd be on your other arguments, you're going to say you made it Hector. The mice are not over me'ila. I took the money and I put it in my tent. So I wasn't nana, I wasn't pogam, and I wasn't moiti. So that's okay. That's what it is. It is in the tent. It's exactly where it was, where I just put it down there. So he made I wasn't over on that either. So we see Achan has three different arguments why he wasn't he shouldn't be high for what he did. The interesting thing, this is in the portion don't point out, but this we're going to discuss, and that is that we saw before that this was the second thing Achan did wrong. We saw before that besides for what he took, and besides for what he stuck and he stole, let's look at the puzzle what Hashem did said Achan did wrong. We're going to refer back to the puzzle we explained it at the time. But now if you've seen the rest of the story, you can go back and look at it again. We're going back to Pasuk. you had it. And Hashem says, Chato Yisrael, Kay Yisrael sent, V'gam over es brisi. Hashem tzivi says son. V'gam lokko minachere. V'gam gonvu. V'gam kichashu. V'gam somu bichlein. And we already asked at the time, why, what's all the v'gam, v'gam, v'gam? It sounds a bit like Purim. But what are all the various steps that Kaishal uh, did wrong? So we explain like this. Again, with the Mephoshim over there. Firstly, Vagam Ovaris Brisi means the Mechadal Shabbos. Again, the spoils of Yerich, the battle against Yerich was in Shabbos. And therefore, if somebody carried spoils from Yerich out of the place and put it into his tent, he was over and it saw in Shabbos. So the Aleph Taina was Chil Shabbos. It's interesting, Ochon didn't discuss that Bichlav. He speaks about the spoils and what rights he had or what he did wrong with him, but the first time Hashem had was the Chil Shabbos Shabbat that Ochon didn't refer to. V'gam lochu min ha-chayrim means I took from the chayrim and then more than that. V'gam gonvo, v'gam kichashu, v'gam somin bichlein. They also stole and they denied it and they put in their kalim. And we asked at the time what are all these extra things? It's all part of stealing from the chayrim. So, now that you understand what Ochan says, we see how Kodesh Baruch is answering each of his times. Firstly, he claimed that Kodesh had the right to eat the shadow of the enemies, the spoils of the enemies. That's what the Pasuk says. Hashem says, not true. It was only before Kodesh made it into a Chayrim. Like we said, at the time, Hashem allowed them to take the spoils of Yerichai. They decided to consecrate it. They decided to make it into a Chayrim. And therefore, Ochan's first argument is not an argument. The fact that Hashem said you're allowed to eat Shalei Vecha, that's true. But if Klai Yishol decided then to make it into a Kherim, now it becomes Kodesh. So the first thing is, connected to his first argument, Lachom in a Kherim. 
Kenegad is second argument. It belonged to the king of Babel. And if that's the case, it wasn't part of the din of Yericho. It wasn't yours. It wasn't yours. Even if you can say it wasn't part of the Kherim, the Ma'as was still Gnevi. Who does it belong It belongs to Klai yeah, If that would be the din, that... No private, uh, you can't just take... Uh, no. It wasn't just like... And this was the same mistake Ochel made when it came to Midian. The spoils which are won by war isn't Hefka. It's not free to take. That, there also, the Nari of Israel ran off to steal. They thought it was like, no, free for all. It comes back from war, whoever grabs, grabs. It doesn't work like that. Right? When the spoils which belong to war, Ba'atim belong, belong to the army as a whole. Whoever went to be Kovish, they belong to him, or if there's a king, they belong to the king. And it's the duty of the king how to divide it. In this case, that's why Moshe went out to do that. Uh, on that we find another Nakoda, and that is that it belongs to Klai Yisrael. And this is the same mistake Ochan made before. It's not Hefka. So the next point, Gam Gonbu. Gam Kichashu. They denied it. Like we saw, Ochan Taka did deny it. When, even when the girl fell on him, until he should convince him otherwise he denied it. The Gam Samu Bichlaim. And this was Ochan's third argument. And that is that it's not Me'ila because he didn't use it. He didn't use it. So on that, Hashem says that that's Part of the Avera, that the fact that he put it into his uh, kalim, he hid it, right? So that's also part of what HaKadosh Baruch was finding guilty for. We saw at the time, that the time it would be that if he really needed it, then there would be some kind of justification for stealing. Like we said, I'll tell us the Vagana of the we can't have too many tainas on a person who steals because he's hungry. But when a person doesn't need it, it's just the stealing for the sake of stealing that makes it worse. And then Eilach Hanami, Ochan's defense was that he put in his kalim. Hashem says, that's what I see as the crime. That the possible was just to take it away without any justification. Okay, so that's what we got today. That was Ochan's argument. And we already saw Merosh, Hashem preempted the argument. He doesn't accept his kindness. Not that, yeah. What's the 